Kicking off this episode by going straight into a tweet by our man, Savage Spin Henrik, Northman Trader. This week was a hell of a year. This year has been a hell of a decade. Hello, I'm Crypto Casey, and welcome to another episode of Last Week Crypto. Every Sunday, we review the performance of the largest cryptocurrencies, top gainers, as well as the latest global news stories affecting the crypto markets this past week. This week, we will discuss new crypto investors in the US government, zombie corporations versus innovative companies, how Asia is leaving everyone in the dust in the technology realm, and of course, the latest Ethereum 2.0 updates. To check out the links to all the articles we discuss, go to cryptocasey.com forward slash last week crypto. This week's episode is brought to you by Crypto.com, an exchange with over 55 different cryptocurrencies. On Crypto.com's mobile app, you can buy crypto with bank transfers, credit, debit cards, or crypto at true cost with no markups. Crypto.com also has a desktop exchange that is solely for crypto-to-crypto trading, which isn't available in the US quite yet. If you use the link below to sign up for Crypto.com, you'll receive $25 worth of cryptocurrency for free when you use the referral code CryptoCasey, all while supporting the channel. It's so important to have relationships with multiple exchanges with this incoming bull market. Many times, exchanges have to hold funds, freeze transactions, and lock accounts when they are overloaded with increased demand. So check out my list of recommended exchanges below to sign up so you have multiple options to trade crypto when the market really starts to take off, which it seems to have done a bit this week. Also, every Wednesday, I conduct a weekly AMA or Ask Me Anything at Instagram.com forward slash crypto Casey. So use the link to my Instagram account listed in the description area below to follow me and ask me anything you want every Wednesday. Please note that I only have one official Instagram account, which is instagram.com forward slash C-R-Y-P-T-O-C-A-S-E-Y. I never engage in direct messages on Instagram. I will never ask you to install mining software on your computer. I will never ask you to send me money or crypto in exchange for trading or investing services. So please be mindful of the rampant amount of social media accounts being made to impersonate people in the crypto space. Awesome. Let's hit last week crypto. Looking at the top cryptocurrencies by market cap over the past week, Bitcoin up 13.4%, ETH on a rampage up 18.2%, XRP up 7.3%, and a salute to all of you Link Marines, we're back over Bitcoin Cash in market cap up 16.3%. Nice. Looking at the top gainers this week, Vite up 66.1%, Ava up 52.4%, Solana up 52.2%, and Celsius up 37.3%. So at the time of this video, it looks like we've got a Biden win coupled with uncertainty with how Trump will handle the loss and uncertainty and how long it will be contested. On the coattails of our current president-elect, one of Joe Biden's biggest donors runs a cryptocurrency exchange. FTX exchange founder Sam Bankman-Fried was in the top 20 contributors to Joe Biden's 2020 U.S. presidential campaign with a $5.2 million donation. Definitely a bullish bit of information for crypto investors going into the next four years under a new president. In fact, one of our very own fellow crypto investors is headed to D.C. as Wyoming elects first Bitcoin owner to U.S. Senate. The cryptocurrency industry's fortunes in Washington, D.C. received a potential boost on election night as Wyoming voters elected former Congresswoman Cynthia Loomis to the United States Senate. Loomis bought Bitcoin in 2013 on a tip from her son-in-law and, upon her arrival to Senate in January, will be the first member of Congress's upper chamber to own cryptocurrency. Members of the House of Representatives, including former chair of the Judiciary Committee, Bob Goodlatte, have disclosed owning crypto in the past, but no U.S. Senator has done so. Sweet. And if you remember from previous episodes, 
Wyoming is the state that has issued banking charters to popular cryptocurrency exchange Kraken, and more recently, Avanti Financial Group is now licensed to offer banking services that include cryptocurrency custodial services. Nice job, Wyoming. And we have more bullish news from a U.S. federal agency. The SEC increased the ability for entrepreneurs to raise capital from non-accredited investors today. These entrepreneurs can now raise $5 million, up from the $1.07 million previously. Non-accredited investors deserve to gain access to private markets, and this is a good step in that direction. The more unrestricted access to capital entrepreneurs have to build better solutions and innovate, the better generally for society. Otherwise, we are stuck with this ridiculous system we currently have that involves the US government continuing to print money to buy bonds of zombie corporations that don't provide any value to the economy, much less solve problems or innovate for the greater good of society by avoiding massive unemployment. Yeah, but Casey, are they still using stimulus money to buy corporate bonds? Oh yes. In fact, Federal Reserve keeps rates close to zero, maintains asset purchases. Meanwhile, businesses that are actually providing valuable services and making smart investments and generating their own income, not just lurching around, taking government handouts like zombies with their mouths agape, Square doubles quarterly Bitcoin revenue to 1.6 billion. In its Q3 2020 letter to shareholders, Square reported strong earnings with Bitcoin revenue from its cash app hitting 1.63 billion. Awesome. Across the pond, Asia continues to largely leave the rest of the world behind in cryptocurrency and blockchain technology adoption. China's digital yuan hits 4 million transaction milestone as US moles digital dollar. People's Bank of China Governor Yi Gang says that the pilot test for the digital yuan has picked up pace since launching in April of this year, with transaction volumes doubling over the past month. Wow, cool stuff. However, the inevitable reality is that with more adoption will come more regulation. In the same sphere of the world, Hong Kong regulator wants all digital currency exchanges regulated. Hong Kong's securities regulator will now require all digital currency exchanges to be regulated, regardless of whether they offer securities or not. The watchdog previously had an opt-in regulatory framework, which it believes has been taken advantage of. As we've been discussing for a while now, China and Hong Kong have been front-running this whole blockchain revolution, for better or worse. On one hand, it could light a fire under competing countries to build rivaling solutions, or China could become a model or framework of sorts other countries base their solutions off of. At any rate, some bearish news for Monero, Dash, Zcash, and similar privacy projects. South Korean financial watchdog will ban privacy coins from exchanges. Virtual asset service providers in the country will not be allowed to handle dark coins. And that's just the first of the dominoes to fall. Friday, Shapeshift quietly delists Monero privacy coin. US government agencies have taken aim at Monero, now users of the privacy coin have one less place to buy it. So Monero and Dash are no longer available on Shapeshift's trading platform, and as we approach a reality where all centralized exchanges will have to adhere to more stringent regulations, I'm not bullish on these projects' ability to maintain high value and market cap once liquidity becomes scarce. Until interoperability projects like Polkadot are able to connect these separate blockchain networks in a few years, I'd personally be wary of investing in privacy coins for the long term. In the shorter term, privacy projects built on Ethereum have a better chance at thriving because they could be traded on decentralized exchanges, which are extremely hard to ban. Speaking of Ethereum, Bitcoin price nears 16k, but it's Ethereum that may shine in November. After Bitcoin's strong breakout above $15,000, analysts are looking towards Ether as the market sentiment around Ethereum strengthens. Since the long-awaited ETH2 deposit contract released, 
just this past Wednesday. And the founder of Ethereum, Vitalik Buterin, sends $1.4 million of Ether in preparation for Ethereum 2.0 staking. Nice. So now I know a lot of you have been asking yourselves to stake or no. That's the ETH 2.0 question. Now that Ethereum 2.0 is finally set to go live, people face a crucial decision, whether or not to stake. It comes down to balancing the age-old calculus of risk and reward. Ethereum 2.0 holds out the promise of steady, if not moon-like staking returns, but the network upgrade also creates illiquidity through lockups and real risks in running infrastructure. And we will get into more of these details in the video about how to set up a validator for the Ethereum 2.0 network. Until then, as the value of cryptocurrencies increase, you need to make sure you are migrating your cryptocurrency off of exchanges and onto a cold storage hardware wallet. The best time to get a cold storage hardware wallet was yesterday. The next best time is today. So scroll down to the description area below to access the correct and official sites of my recommended hardware wallets. BC Vault is my personal favorite. Another option is the Ledger Nano Backup Pack. So scroll down and check them out. Awesome. Well, that was last week, Crypto, with me, Crypto Casey. If you enjoyed the episode, please make sure to like this video and subscribe to my channel for more crypto content. To check out the links to all of the articles we discussed, go to CryptoCasey.com forward slash last week crypto. So what do you think about the results of the US election? Are we going to have a significant price correction in Bitcoin and Ethereum? Or are we going to continue launching upwards to new all-time highs? Let me know what you think in the comments below. Be safe out there.